0: You know, I think these the towns are doing their best, but we have to figure out how to make sure that, um, you know, we can help some of these students so that they can all get the education that that they need for for the school year.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to We're Momming today. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me, Lauren Simonetti, on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave me a review. we momming today with Kate Ferrara, a mom of three and an executive at Deloitte, which recently put out information on how parents are preparing for a return to school or return to virtual learning this fall. Um, it's really uncertain for, for a lot of families out there. Kate, how, how are you doing? How, how old are your kids? You have three. How old are they?
0: Uh, hi, thanks for having me. I do. I have three children, um, 16, 14, and 10. So I have two that are going to be in high school and one that's still in elementary school. And I would say they are all, you know, they're all doing fine. I think we made the most of what the end of last year looked like. And we're taking a bit of a pause to enjoy summer vacation. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there's just a lot of uncertainty. And I think it's, uh, it's starting
1: to impact all of us a bit. <laughs> how um how do you think you did rate yourself as a teacher a homeschool <laughs> a homeschool teacher um oh over goodness. the past couple of months
0: before summer started well i will say i come from a long line of teachers my mom is a teacher and my sister is a teacher and i absolutely realized uh very early in this process why i did not go into that profession um, i do not have the gift that they have of of teaching uh, and very, very much made me appreciate not only them, but of course, all the great teachers that my children have had and had. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would definitely not give myself a high score on
1: on homeschool teaching. And and you're not alone because Deloitte just put out a survey and you found that 43% of parents were unsatisfied with the homeschooling, with the education that students were re- were uh, receiving virtually. Yet, there's a lot of apprehension about actually putting kids back in a physical classroom. Um, It might be different based on where you live, but would you send your kids back to the classroom right now?
0: You know, it's something I've been spending a lot of time thinking about. My husband and I were actually taking a walk this morning, and we had this very same conversation. I mean, I, like a lot of parents, I'm personally very mixed. Yes, do I want my children to go back to school? Yes, I absolutely want them back in the classroom. I think for a lot of reasons, I think um, educational and socially and uh, just believe very strongly that, that, you know, I would love to see my children back at school, but I would be lying if I said I don't have some apprehensions about, um, you know, just the health aspect of it and the safety I think at least um, in Massachusetts, where I live, you know, they have not um, necessarily finalized all of the guidance and, and, and given a lot of direction yet. So we're in somewhat of a wait and see period. Um, so you know I would love to see the children back at school, but um, I, you know, I think like a lot of parents, my anxiety is, is running a bit high
1: at the moment. Like a lot of uh, those
0: that we surveyed in our, in our back to school survey.
1: More than six in ten parents are anxious about sending the kids, whether it's to campus, you know, for colleges or to the classroom for, for K through twelve. And it makes sense. Whenever we find out what the plan is and what we're doing, school shopping, back to school shopping. What does that look like this year? I'd, I'd imagine, you know, you're not doing as many pens and pads and notebooks and more virtual tech sort of products?
0: That's right. We, you know, there's some really surprising, I've I've studied this survey for many years, um, having, uh, you know, a leadership role in our retail practice and, and reporting on both back to school and holiday. So I'm very familiar with the survey results and I was very excited to see, you know, what they came out with. And there were some pretty surprising uh, components of it. And I think one is that Parents are actually planning to spend about the same. And that really surprised me. I think many of us thought, well, there's so much um, uncertainty. Parents don't know what they're doing, so they're not going to be spending money. Um, and we found that that's not necessarily the case, that the spending will happen. It's just going to be shifting. So I think you're 100% Right. Some categories like apparel, school supplies, some of your more traditional back-to-school items, we're seeing trends down in terms of how much they're spending. But then we also saw some shifts around technology, um, even just outfitting you know the children with the, the you know uh, desks and things that they may need if there is homeschooling. Um, and then the other piece, which was very interesting to me, was you know, even just spending money on things like apps or tutoring services or alternate, um, you know, learning experiences, we also saw some shifts uh, in that area. So that's kind of a bit on where we think the money, you know, may
1: be spent, which I thought was was quite interesting and eye opening. I actually have more questions on those supplemental materials, but we'll return in a second. More momming today after this. Fox News Radio on demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. We are back with Kate Ferrara talking about what we need to send our kids back to some sort of school this fall. And um, parents are spending more on making the homework and the schooling situation more comfortable in their house. I noticed this with with my own work. I never worked at home. So the chair I was sitting in the desk I was using was completely uncomfortable. So we had to get new furniture. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's true for the, the kids also. If you're spending hours a day, not just doing homework, but doing schoolwork, you need a good environment to do that. So what kind of things are parents buying? Well, you know, I think one of the top items obviously is like hardware and software, particularly
0: for some of the younger students. I mean, a lot of them maybe didn't have their own computer. They maybe used a family computer that was potentially being used by another, you know, brother or sister or parents to do their work. Um, so computers, hardware, I think um, people did buy that and continue to plan to buy it for next year. Um, you know, even just like uh, subscriptions, I mentioned that earlier, or a gadgets like um, tablets, phones, et cetera, Um, you know, we're seeing an uptick in that as well as things like enrolling in online courses or spending money on things like e-learning platforms or subscribing to those services because, you know, there were a bunch of parents that have felt somewhat unsatisfied with the level of education and are also taking matters into their own hands to think about are there ways we can potentially sub... Um, supplement the kids' education so you know even things that we typically wouldn't see as c- c- categories in our survey like tutors or licenses or things like that we we actually saw quite an uptick in that category for this year um, clearly driven by by the
1: current situation um, I've been um, dabbling with a bunch of uh, zoom classes and services to see what sticks with my kids my my kids are much younger so is very much trial and error. But I do. I spend $12 here and $10 there on whatever class that they're taking, whatever app I'm I'm using at the time, just to see if, okay, this will kill some time or this might help them. Um, Have you seen or can you name any resources that you have found to be or, or mothers recommend are really helpful? Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, I think even just kind of some of those uh, typical like your Khan academies, those types of companies, I think have had an uptick. I mean, there's a lot of resources. And luckily, some of them are free as well in terms of I know PBS has put out a bunch of programming. I think a lot of the teachers are really doing a lot of research to be able to put links on some of those as well. Um, but, you know, even I think over the summer, I have some friends that are, you know, trying to continue to keep the education going and enrolling their children in, in some of those um, programs, like Khan Academy, as an example, um, to try to keep the education going over the summer as well.
1: So it's, it's so funny. I feel like every kid now, no matter what the age, has their own laptop or, or iPad, um, but for families, those are expensive purchases. I, 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 can't help but feel for, you know, families that can outfit each child with all of these electronics and all of these gadgets because they're then put at a disadvantage.
0: Right. And, you know, I do feel as though many of the school systems are trying to figure that out and working to figure that out. But I agree with you. I I think that could be a big problem. And I know at least in the school district we live in that they were giving out Chromebooks to a lot of the students. Um, And in some cases that delayed a little bit of the education, but it's an important part of making sure that you've got everybody on a level playing field and that if students don't have access to a computer or don't have access to the Internet, which, again, could be a big problem for certain students, um, that I do think that we've seen examples of where the towns and the schools are stepping up to say, you know, we need to be able to make sure we can do this. And, you know, quite frankly, it's the same thing with even school lunches and things like that, that, uh, you know, I think these, the towns are doing their best, but we have to figure out how to make sure that, um, you know, we can help some of these students so that they can all get the education that that they need for for the school year.
1: Shifting to college, where certainly online education is much more prevalent and and much easier. But, you know, Harvard has already said this fall, if you're a a sophomore and a a junior and, and likely a senior, you're not coming back to campus. The freshman class would be able to. But should schools lower their tuition? Because virtual learning, shouldn't it be cheaper? I know.
0: I know that's even in speaking with some of my friends who have children in college, I think it's something many, many people are struggling with because it's a that's a big price tag. And uh, for those that might be doing it remotely or I know there's also some schools considering you know, bringing kids on campus so they have the experience of living on campus, but their classes will still be primarily online. Um, and again, I mean, you start talking about room and board and the cost of, of uh, the tuition at some of these schools. I, I think it's something they're all grasping with and really trying to figure out how to um, be flexible and come up with different models that can work with different families. Because I agree with you. I mean, I think for, to some degree, um, you know, uh, online learning, there, there should be some um price concessions made for that, particularly uh, but you yeah. know, then you feel for the colleges and universities who you know that is also gonna be a big hit to uh, to their revenue.
1: I know nobody has the answers to any of this. I can say if a school if college brought me as a sophomore <laughs> back to my dorm room, but I couldn't go to real class, I, I don't think I would socially distance from any of my friends if they were there too i i It's too tempting, right? You'll have more time on your hands because you have less to do. I I feel like the COVID numbers would just increase in that scenario, right?
0: I don't know. I'm just wondering
1: if through all of this, a lot of families say, you know what? We loved you being in that expensive school, but they're doing online learning. So let's take this semester off from there, come back home, live with mom and dad, and just go to the local community college and take online classes from there. I I wonder how much of that's going to go on.
0: Yeah, I think those conversations honestly are happening in a lot of kitchens and living rooms this summer. And, you know, there's one of the things our survey also indicated is that, you know, people generally have high levels of anxiety about health, but also about their own, you know, financial um, situation. And, you know, different people have been hit in different ways. But I think that, you know, there is a bit of a concern about a lot of people's own financial situations. Um, and so taking a hard look at a big expense like that is, is something that, that I can I know personally a lot of people are looking at who have uh, particularly college-age students. Um, that's, and I think those
1: conversations are going to continue to happen over the summer. That's so interesting because we're so anxious about health, about finances, yet when you look at the back-to-school spending uh, predictions they hold up the same as last year. So we're not, we're just shifting. We're not, we're not cutting expenses. So I wonder how anxious we really are about our finances in the end. Yeah, well, you know, I think certainly with our survey, I mean, there is a demographic kind of
0: cut to it. And so, you know, as we look at people's income levels, the lower the income level, I think certainly the higher level of anxiety there was around financials. So, you know, we kind of take a look at it as a whole. Um, you know, I also think, and this is a bit of my theory that I think parents are, there's a bit of a pent up demand too. I mean, even though clothing and accessories are down, I mean, students for the most part haven't gone shopping that much, haven't bought, you know, new new clothes, new shoes. I know my kids, I mean, they re- we haven't really done a lot of shopping um, over the past couple months because we haven't needed to. So I think there's also a thought that, you know, if kids were to go back to school, you um, that you know, we, we do wanna make sure that we sort of feel bad for them. They've had a, a tough run over the last four months. And so, yeah, let's make sure they're set up to get the right things they need. Um, but I think the shift is, is the big story in this, that um, moving to some of the bigger ticket items like computers, hardware, home yeah. you know, office supplies is really what's compensating
1: for some of the lower uh, estimates around
0: clothing and, and more traditional <laughs> school supplies.
1: It's so funny. So for, you know, the end of last school year and through the summer, I I, usually I pick out my kids clothes in the morning and, you know, everything's all perfect. But I said, okay, whatever you got, you guys can pick out your own outfits every day. So for four months, they've been picking out their own clothes. It's it's scary. Um, (laughs) It was a bad decision because I don't know how I'm going to break this habit now. Like if school does return and they have to look normal and presentable, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm going to make that happen. But um I hadn't bought you're right I hadn't bought my kids clothes in like the longest time. So My daughter's four and, you know, their feet grow really fast. So I'm like, okay, you need the next size sneakers. And I bought her five pairs of sneakers in like one, you know, sit down in front of my phone. And she's like, mommy, I don't need five pairs of sneakers. I'm like, I just feel bad. I haven't gotten you anything in a while. So she has like her favorite sneakers now in every color. But it's just funny that you said that because I just, you know, I'm used to, you know, you go to the mall together or you're, you have something to do and we're, we're constantly giving them something. And that hasn't been the case at all. Yeah. Really
0: you know, the other piece that's interesting about what you said, too, is, you know, typically back to school shopping has been an in-store experience. For the most part, you know, people might pick a rainy day of the summer, go out, buy a bunch of um, items, try things on, try on the shoes that don't fit anymore, like you said. Um But what we're actually also seeing in terms of a shift, and part of this is because some brick and mortar stores have been closed or people are just more concerned about the health aspect of it, that there's a big shift to online as well. Um, So people buying more online and engaging a little bit different with technology um, because A, they're home and they're able to, to do that. Um, and B, frankly, you know, they're not necessarily looking to go out to to stores and do a lot of shopping in the store. So that's also an interesting element uh, to back to school this year that we saw in our survey um, that we had not necessarily seen with back to school um, before.
1: Do we have any idea of when these decisions are going to be made? Because I'm I'm just imagining, you know, maybe like how much of a heads up parents are going to get if school is opening or not, because whatever that announcement is, whenever it is, you'd have to quickly either run to a store or order everything you might need. Right. Well, you know, I know that some states, I I do believe
0: um, in some states where the students are going back to school earlier, like may go back in August, I do think some of those states are starting to give uh, a bit more guidance. Um, I know in Massachusetts, where I live, they've told us that, you know, what, the plans are likely going to come out in August. So you're right. There really is not a lot of time. And I do think particularly with the spend, we're seeing that parents are kind of holding out a little bit to see what's going to happen. Um, you know, clearly it probably doesn't make sense to go out and buy, you know, a lot of school supplies or, you know, I don't know about your children, mine get a big list of things that they need before school starts. Um, and so that's usually a, a, a shopping day for us to go out to our, you know, office supply store or what have you, and go buy all those things. I'm kind of holding out because we haven't gotten any guidance yet, but but there could be a mad rush <laughs> once that. I know happens. that's what I'm
1: saying. It could, you know. I know kids are particular. Like you want that in pink? No, you got to get the blue. Cause it's all they have <laughs> if they even have it. Right. Anyway, all right. Well, fingers crossed that the right decision is made, um, and then. You know, parents need to go back to work, which means kids need to go back to school, but there's so many health consequences. I don't know what the right decision is, but thank you, Kate, so very much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And good luck if you have to homeschool three kids again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'll need it. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I dodged that bullet. Mine are too young. Um, Have a great day. Thank you.